you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And on today's show, of course, we have to recap Missouri's thrilling. Well, let's not go thrilling. I guess the the last 10 seconds was pretty thrilling, but a close ball game, that's for sure. A victory for your Missouri Tigers by one point over Bradley yesterday. I want to talk about how Missouri managed to get that victory despite shooting horribly from three-point range and two-point range. Also, I have some suggestions about maybe how the Tigers can get that half-court offense going a little bit. But you know what? Since we last talked, there's been a lot happening in the world of Tiger football and in the Music City Bowl. As we speak, we're just one week away from the kickoff scheduled of that Music City Bowl. And while obviously the big news regarding that game is that Iowa has paused football activities, and Iowa football will be paused for at least the next five days because of an uptick in COVID-19 testing, contact tracing, all that good stuff. Apparently, as many as five Iowa coaches, including head coach Kirk Ferentz, have tested positive for the virus, again, along with several other players. And, well, right now, Kirk Ferentz, Coach Kirk Ferentz, is saying that he believes the Hawkeyes will still be ready to play the Music City Bowl one week from today, next Wednesday, December 30th at 3 p.m. But I got to be honest, you know, you guys know I've been a little bit skeptical about this game actually happening. Well, just throw another reason onto the fire. And recall that the Big Ten was also very late in starting playing football this season. And they also had, more importantly, the most stringent re- requirements, qualifications for actually having a team ready to play football. So in other words, their their actual incubation period is actually longer. And again, just the thresholds for the percentages of players that need to test negative, all that stuff, it's actually quite a bit higher in the Big Ten than it has been in the SEC without going into too much detail. Now, obviously, I've rather enjoyed this 2020 Missouri football team. So a big part of me wants to see this happen But quite frankly, another part of me thinks that it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if this game were not played from Missouri's perspective. Tigers opened up as a 14-point underdog. Well, the line now up to 15, which is not an insignificant line movement, probably in no small part because linebacker Nick Bolton has decided to enter the NFL draft and he will not play in the Music City Bowl you know what, that's obviously a little bit disappointing. You'd love to see Nick play again. But as I noticed after the Georgia game, it just seemed like Nick had been a step slow the last two and a half weeks of the season. I think he he pretty clearly injured his ankle against Arkansas and really hasn't been the same player since. So you know what, Nick, you've been a great Tiger, one of the great linebackers of all time. I fully support his decision to heal up, rest up, Get ready for NFL draft prep. Quite honestly, another game of a, of a, of a gimpy Nick Bolton running around, if he in, indeed would still be gimpy next week, there's not a lot of value for him personally there. He doesn't need to put another one of those games 
on film in order for the NFL draft guys to pick him apart. Honestly, he just needs to get healthy, get healthy for the combine, for the Missouri Pro Day, whatever it might be, and things will be all good for Mr. Bolton. And if you're looking for more reasons for this Nashville game, if you're ever looking for more reasons to be skeptical about it not happening, well, Tennessee not playing in the Liberty Bowl because of COVID issues. I believe Army is actually taking their place against West Virginia in that game. Also, South Carolina canceled its appearance in its bowl game as well. And wouldn't you know it, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, who were throwing quite a temper tantrum in order to play football this season, well, they decided, ah, the heck with it, we're not going to a bowl this year. As a Mizzou fan, you got to love that. But certainly it's not all bad news. Trey John Jeffcoat named first team all SEC and wow, what a story that is. We didn't even know if he was going to be, we had no idea, no conception that Trey John Jeffcoat was going to be on the team until what, about a week or two before the kickoff against Alabama. So what a story that is. Definitely be interesting to hear some insight from him one day if he's willing to open up. And Connor Basilak also named the SEC Freshman of the Year. Obviously, Connor, not the best ending to his season, but overall, really a nice job from him. So it was cool to see him recognized by the league. That's certainly quite an honor. Really, LSU had to be Connor Basilak's best game of the season. And, well, that was in no small part thanks to Devontae, a.k.a. better known as, in fact, Boo Smith, who ended up being awarded a scholarship by Coach Drinkwitz and the Mizzou football team this past week. So congratulations to Boo Smith. You you, you always love those moments when the walk-ons are rewarded for their hard work. And now I do want to transition to basketball, including our own Xavier Pinson, at least statistically, getting up into James Harden territory. And I want to talk about that, but also I got to hit Coors Light because do you ever feel like you're always on? Well, when you're watching a stressful Mizzou basketball game like yesterday that frankly devolved into a rock fight at a certain point, well, that can be a little bit stressful. But fortunately, when Jeremiah Tillman off a feed from Xavier Pinson Gets that and one in the last 10 seconds. Missouri takes the lead, wins the game. Well, then there's no better moment than to take out a Coors Light that is literally made to chill and to celebrate what is, frankly, a little bit of a lucky Tiger victory. So just know that when the Tigers win, Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before with its six new amazing flavors, including, you know what my favorite is, Cherry Barcia. Come on. Now that's a good play on words. And kind of a... And kind of a uh, A dad joke at that. I can certainly appreciate that. But of course, if you like the 12, any of the 12 original flavors, you can have those as well. Just go to BuiltBar.com. And frankly, if I were you, get a a variety pack. Figure out which variety of Built Bar suits your fancy. But regardless of which taste you prefer, all these bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-in-fiber. 
lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for... (laughs) Let me try that again. That's promo code LOCKEDON. There we go. For 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And you know the holidays especially the Christmas holiday, are all about giving. So I'm going to give you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. Subscribe to Locked On Bets today, wherever you get your podcasts. Now on to that Missouri victory, the one-point victory, 54-53. The Tigers took it down at the last second, quite literally the last second of the game. Now, really, there was two ways to look at this basketball game. And I think one of them was said probably best by Brian Grauer on Twitter. Remember Brian? Yeah, late 90s, early 2000s, first year of the Quinn Snyder era, back end of the Norm Stewart era. Really good point guard, but Brian said a sign of a mature team that trusts one another, players and coaches, to find a way to come back and win this game when you shoot 25% from the field. It's been a while since we can say that about a Mizzou team. Big win. Hashtag M-I-Z. You know, I do think there's a lot of truth in that statement. You know, when it comes to our statistically driven college basketball world that we've created in 2020 you know a a close win like this in fact I think Missouri actually moved down a few spots in the KenPom.com rankings I believe they were 34th coming in I think actually this win dropped them down about six spots to number 40 so you might be saying well gee if you're the type of old school person that actually values winning I know what a bizarre concept But at the same time, I understand that on paper, yes, Missouri could have easily lost that game. But at the same time, I think there is something to what Brian Grauer is saying. You know, when you find ways to win, I think, yeah, well, maybe on paper they got a little lucky tonight. I think going forward, that kind of stuff actually does build confidence and portends better things than, yes, if you would have lost that game by one point instead of winning it by a point. So that's the optimistic side of the equation for Tiger basketball last night. But then there's the negative side, and we do have to address that a little bit. Because to me, I thought Bradley put together a defensive game plan last night that is a template for other teams to follow going forward. And that's basically Bradley decided to clog the paint defensively. By the way, coming in, Bradley was third in the in the in the country in two-point field goal defense well Missouri one of the best two-point field goal percentage offenses coming in also we all know Missouri struggles to shoot the three so a pretty obvious decision in retrospect and a very logical one at that was to clog the paint and force Missouri to shoot more three-pointers than they probably would like but just as important I think was their their fast break defense Now, to my eyes, as I was watching this game, it really felt like Bradley was basically conceding most offensive rebounds. Certainly, they weren't crashing the paint trying to get offensive rebounds. And what that did, well, they got back defensively, 
and stopped Missouri from getting the amount of fast break points that has been one of their calling cards so far in this season. Again, they had 20 fast break points against the Illini in the Bragging Rights victory. If Missouri doesn't get those points, well, they probably don't win, to, to put it quite obviously. Now, I will admit, when I looked back at the box score, I was a little bit surprised to see Bradley had 14 offensive rebounds in the game. I wonder, I don't know, I'd have to go back and look and see how many of those were long rebounds off of threes, that kind of thing. But just watching the game, it really felt like they were focusing on getting back defensively and and making sure that Missouri didn't get its fast break game going. And frankly, what that led to is a fairly discombobulated Missouri team in the half court last night. It just never felt like We had a good idea of what we wanted to do with the basketball, how we wanted to attack this defense, and frankly, at times, it ended up being too much Xavier Pinson. Now, Pinson is already top 20 nationally, and I believe number one in the SEC in terms of usage rate. Now, again, usage rate, what does that mean? Basically, it means you have the basketball a lot, quite simply, or what percentage of possessions you're finishing with the basketball, either with a shot, with a turnover, with a free throw attempt, or an assist. Those are the ways you can use a possession. Well, again, Xavier Pinson was already way up there. I think he was something like 32 33%. And just to give you some context, Drew Smith is only at about 20%. So that's a big deal. Well, last night, Xavier Pinson was all the way up at 36% using our uh, using our possessions, I mean, you're talking like LeBron James, James Harden territory. I know you guys, you may or may not be a huge NBA fan if you're listening to this show, but I'm guessing you've seen enough to realize that James Harden has the ball basically all the time. So that's just something that we may want to monitor and look at a little bit. Now, on the other hand, you got to give Pinson some credit. He was the only guy Literally the only guy who could make a three-pointer for the Tigers last night. He was 3 of 7. The rest of the team was 0 for 14, something like that. And despite the fact that Pinson had four turnovers, the good news is the rest of the team only had four as well. And frankly, I think maybe two or three of those turnovers, at least one was on Parker Brown, I think another was on Tillman, they got called for slipping the screen and you know we're called for a moving screen for kind of bumping into a guy as they were slipping by the way and not setting a screen so to me those two calls were a little bit questionable but regardless it's not as though we were just throwing the ball out of bounds or something like that so frankly I thought that was the one really encouraging part of the game offensively is that Missouri while they were stagnant in the half court they certainly didn't panic they certainly didn't force a whole lot because that eight turnover number is really good and a big reason why they ended up winning the basketball game. They just simply got off more shots than Bradley did and they got off way more free throws too. 26 free throw attempts to 10 for Bradley yesterday. Huge difference. Missouri was just simply the more the bigger, more physical team, the more athletic team, and fortunately they used those advantages in the form of getting to the free throw line. That and controlling the basketball, not turning it over, is really why they were able to survive a terrible three-point shooting game and and just as bad of a game from two-point land, at least in the box score. 
And by the way, last minute or so of that basketball game, did you think Mark Smith threw that pass? Did backcourt? Did you think that was a backcourt violation for a second? Well, I'd certainly wouldn't blame you if you did. And I want to talk about that and another play involving Mark. But first, I have a really good deal to tell you guys about from betonline.ag. Because as we enter the bowl season here, well, there's basically something to bet on every single day, right? Now the NBA just started last night. Oh, it's good times. The NFL is still in full action, the regular season. Well, there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust here at Locked on Mizzou, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Yes, you heard me right, 50%. So if you want to buy $100 in, buy in for $100, well, guess what? You get a free $50 to bet with at betonline.ag. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And again, don't forget don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Now earlier I, I questioned some of the calls. There was a couple calls on some slipped screens that were eventually called moving screens. Certainly one on Parker Brown, I remember specifically. That I thought was a little bit questionable, if I'm being honest. But overall, that was a pretty well-officiated game. I, I didn't have any complaints. And anytime I'm not overtly complaining just bitterly about college basketball officiating in general, well, I'm going to consider that a victory. And one of the good calls that was made was actually a no call. And that was on what initially may have looked like a Mark Smith backcourt violation. Because, well, here was the deal. Smith actually had one foot beyond half court when he threw the ball backwards to one of his teammates. And, well, that looked weird. It definitely did. But here's the deal. Fortunately, these refs apparently know the rules because you have to have two feet across half court in order for it to be a backcourt violation. But I will just say, while, yes, Mark Smith won on a technicality there, let's not push that. I didn't understand why the need to... I don't know, make that look worse than it really was. I, let's not tempt fate is basically what I'm trying to say. So in the future, let's try to avoid a possible half-court snafu, especially down the stretch in, a, in an important close basketball game. And you know what? Frankly, I thought the shot that Mark took with, I can't remember how much time was left now, maybe 15 seconds, 20 seconds or so, I thought it was a force. I just really thought that was a bad shot. And it's not as though, it'd been one thing if he was five for eight from downtown entering that moment. But to me, again, that was just sort of more uh, another sign of Missouri not really knowing what it wanted to be offensively in this basketball game in the half court. Now, while I have said that Xavier Pinson's usage rate, the amount of time that he has the ball offensively, is something to monitor for Mizzou, for sure. I'd like to see Drew Smith's usage rate tick up a little bit more overall and maybe Pinson's go down just a tiny bit. But you know what? That last possession of the game where Missouri ended up taking the lead, you can see why Pinson has the ball a lot. He is the most explosive player on this team with the ball in his hands. And you know what? 
at times I thought, really, even though that was a slow basketball game by any stretch of the imagination, at times I almost thought Missouri needed to slow down a tiny bit when they were in the half court, just in terms of actually reading the defense and figuring out, okay, what is our best matchup here? Maybe I'll just fake a pass and just look. It's okay to hold the ball for two, three seconds on occasion when stuff isn't going right. When as a team you're not seeing, you're not seeing really what what your advantage is, well, then simply just throwing the ball around the perimeter, playing hot potato, is not necessarily putting that much pressure on the defense. But you know what? I think Missouri found their advantage that last play of the game. They were like, you know what? We're going to let Pinson go off the dribble, dribble right at Jeremiah Tillman's man and make him help because that was that was the that was the finisher that you wanted to have with the ball in his hands near the rim. It's got to be Tillman. So that made all the sense in the world to me. And you know what? Good for Jeremiah for finishing that play and making the free throw. And we, we've discussed a little bit, Tillman, he's been sub 50% from the free throw line this year. And, you know, it was interesting. I, I said to my dad as we were watching this game earlier, a few minutes before that, I just thought, you know, Tillman has good form. There's nothing wrong with like his his release, his wrist release, his elbow placement, you know, his extension. There's nothing wrong with any of that. To me, sometimes he just goes too fast. Like, just slow down a little bit. You know what? Mike Kelly actually noticed that, talked about it with Tillman after the game. And, you know, I think JT admitted that, yeah, I think that helped me a little bit. I think somebody else gave him that tip. And he clearly had a much smoother just approach to shooting a free throw on that crucial last point for Missouri, and he made it. So hopefully he's figured something out there, and I think he'll be closer to the, <clears throat> excuse me, say 65% free, free throw shooter as opposed to 35% like he has been the few, first few games of this season. And by the way, I, I had to be amused by this one Bradley fan who <laughs> felt the need to talk some junk to your your humble podcast host here saying that, quote, they that Bradley was going to quote kick our ass. <laughs> well, they almost had the last laugh, didn't they? But you know what? I am a believer in karma. And I'm not saying that karma is the reason that Missouri won the basketball game yesterday, but it certainly didn't hurt, did it? So with that being said, you know what? I've got one more show on the schedule this week, so we'll see what is happening tomorrow on Christmas Eve, right here on Locked on Mizzou.